Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Hey, JC, happy Monday. <laughs> today Monday? Today, I think it's Monday. It sure yeah. feels like Monday. Oh, my yeah, goodness, it's been Monday all day today. You ever have those days where it, it's always a Monday where you feel like I'm just running, 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 and I'm just on a treadmill or somewhere and I get nowhere. That's what it felt like today. I felt like I did a lot of a lot of nothing, a lot of busy nothing. <laughs> I don't have. I want to. I'm gonna go back to my checklist and see all the stuff that I did, and it's just a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. Come on, yeah. guys. I know you guys can relate days. to that. You know, seriously, this is real life. This is how it works. Hello, everybody in our chat room. See, I told you we're live today. We're actually live streaming today. Oh, JC, you got our nifty little thing up. I didn't put my phone up for the Instagram tomorrow. And we are starting a brand new thing. Uh, we are going to start live streaming on chrisannhall.com. So if it so happens that the people who don't like us uh, decide they don't like us anymore. Uh, we will be available at chrisannhall.com, streaming just like you see us here on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Roku, Firestick, Samsung, and Apple TV. I think I need you to speak for about three minutes, JC, because um, I got to yeah, get my brain running here. I feel really kind of <clears> scattered. My, my mic stands trying to leave the premises. <laughs> Yes, one of those days. Just just take it for two minutes so I can yeah, breathe. Yeah, I've been paying attention to Biden and all that crowd. Oh, here's our first ad, that, That'll make your brain rot. Oh, man, no. Hey, I did see that um, there are three Republicans, Republicans, that are going to be speaking at the Democrat National Convention. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> K uh, Kasich, Whitman, and... Somebody else, a couple, a couple of the just establishment. Yeah, you know, yeah. The the guys who the, the people who hate Trump. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Kasich, like he's the he's the band leader. <laughs> he's, yeah, he, he's the guy that in the front with the with the baton, you know, do 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 do, marching in the band, the Never Trumper band. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Never Trumper. I'm not a sycophant, but I'm certainly not a Kasich fan, and that is no, irrespective of Trump. <laughs> No, but, uh, my 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 lack of fondness for Kasich has absolutely nothing to do with with Donald Trump. Well, Kasich has no cred credibility anyway. But what is, I mean, even so, let's say, hey, I, I don't support Donald Trump. Uh, you know, he's he's not done good things. Wh whatever you want to say, you know. So anything like that. So how is that? How are you credible when you speak at the at the Democrat? convention that's the whole thing I so just, if you don't like this Trump, is the difference between the republicans and the democrats too yeah. jc what would happen to a democrat who oh, spoke at the republican skewered. national convention absolutely skewered absolutely skewered <laughs> oh jc we matched today did you plan that no <laughs> but you know in this regard i was dressed first guys i i think these guys ought to be skewered not and not just simply for the for the reason of speaking that that it's Democrats. But but what do the Democrats stand for at this point? Mm -hmm. 
So that's the whole thing. If you if you are not pro Trump, and again, we're we're not we're not on either side on mm-hmm. this show. We're not advocating one way or another. But I I can say as far as what the Democrats stand for, uh, I've not really found a Democrat exception. So I would have to say, yeah, I'm definitely anti-Democrat. And so that's the whole thing. If you don't support Trump, then do your thing. You know, you, you say so, whatever. But the idea of then throwing in with the Democrats. Yeah, I know. I, I, I just I don't understand that. Well, I, I understand so they're against it. Trump. And so Biden. Yeah. No, that Biden okay, is their okay, choice. Yeah. That's the better <laughs> option. Joe Biden. <laughs> really? So that to me, if, if you so if somebody like Kasich or Whitman of any of these people just said, you know, I'm, I, I'm not supporting Trump. I don't support him for X, Y, Z. Right. You list your reasons. OK, that's fine. You know, it's America. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your right. But this whole I don't support Trump. So therefore, I'm going with Biden. I mean, then how is there any credibility in that? We know what Biden and the whole platform stands for. So Kasich, you're saying that's what you stand for. Whitman, you're saying that's what you stand for then why are they even registered as Republicans? Why do they even have that? And I understand in the sense of, you know, the power issue we're talking, we talk about often, that Mm -hmm. there's no difference, right, in the sort of corrupt use of the system. There's not a lot of difference between Republican, Democrat. I get that. But as far as the specifics of the particular policies and what they stand for, like Kasich says he's pro-life, for instance. Like right. He's one of the guys that says, I'm pro-life. Nobody in the Democrat Party is pro-life. The party is not pro-life. This is the party. And, mm-hmm. and then, then I think all of these three even claim some sort of faith, which is which Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi uh, also say that. Right. She just said that the other day. She okay, just said, this is she the just party. said today I'm in deep need of prayer. She, I need all my Christian friends to pray for me. all the time. But my point is, remember, this is the party who voted against God at their convention. Booed God. Really? So that's what you're throwing in with. And again, it, it, you are not religious, you're a person of faith, you're not, whatever, who cares? It's America. The point is, here. these guys are going to go, they run around at every opportunity, you like Pelosi, I'm, I'm a strong person, deep faith. Say that kind of crap all the time and then pitch your conservative credentials, your pro-life credentials, your we, we're, we're people of faith, vote for Joe Biden. Really? Yeah, see, I understand this is this is the du- duopoly paradigm that we're stuck in. Right. And the politicians are, are, are stuck. I mean, I don't know why Kasich wouldn't go to a libertarian convention instead. You know, why wouldn't he do something well, like that instead? And no, but that's but, the point. He's a freaking right. liberal. He always yeah. has been. So the, the so point why is pretend. That's my point. Why keep pretending to be something you're not? Now, it would be one thing for him. I'll make a small distinction, maybe none at all. If he just went to the Democratic National Convention and said, um, I'm, I'm coming here. Coming out of the closet. I'm coming out of the closet. Yeah. yeah. I'm here because I support this Democrat for House. I vote. I support this Democrat for Senate. I, I support this Democrat for governor, blah, 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 blah. 
But he actually came out and endorsed Biden. Yeah, no, he I did. mean, I, I, I'm here because I endorse. No, I'm not here because I hate Trump. I'm here because I endorse Biden. No, he needs to be there because he's coming out of the closet. He needs to say, I am a Democrat. No, I mean, nobody believes, Kasich, you're a Republican. Yeah. Okay, nobody yeah. believes that anyway. So what is the point of that? I think it's it's like red flag Chad Chronister in, in Hillsborough. You know, he was he was a Democrat who changed his party to Republican mm-hmm. so that he could uh, run for sheriff that second time after he was actually hand appointed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so so a guy like, and, and what the next step of that. Right. So a guy like red flag Chad and Chronister who red flag Chad Chronister and Kasich, who are Democrats, who pretend to be Republicans. And then it's mind-boggling of how many moronic Republicans can support these idiots, vote for them just because they see the R by their name. And they're so idiotic that they can't figure out this is just a Democrat who put on a Republican costume. This uh, Pam Bondi did the same thing in Florida, right? right? So she got she she became the blonde Fox hero heroine because, you know, she was blonde and she had an R behind her name. But she's a Democrat the whole time. And she was a Democrat that hated gun ownership. And she was a Democrat that wanted to to she loves civil asset forfeiture because she's a Dem- Democrats love money and uh, free money she lo- and your money she loved uh, searches and seizures without warrants I mean she she was completely yep. a st- she was not just simply Pam Bondi was not just simply a Democrat she was a statist Democrat so so really this is almost non news because it's it's just business as u- usual yeah, yeah of and and you know blasting these fake Republicans but you could. You know, it goes both ways, right? Yeah. And just pretending to be something you're not, just just like a lot of these uh, the, the Democrats who try to pretend not to be Marxist. Hey, JC, I got to do a little housekeeping here. Uh, YouTube kicked us off five times in the last uh, in the first five minutes, and and some of our people were lost. They thought the show was done. They thought we got cut off. And so when that happens, you got to kind of refresh. But I'm going to ask you to do us a favor. Go ahead and share. Hit that share button. Get it out there in social media. Hit it out there. If you're on Twitter, share on Twitter. If you're on YouTube, share on YouTube. Share on Facebook. Share on Twitter. Share on Instagram. Share on LinkedIn. Whatever you got. Uh, YouTube, or or if you're on Facebook, like and share. Also, I want to mention to you that even if you hit the subscribe button over here, you also have to hit the little bell thing that gives you the notifications because I'm getting a lot of comments from people is, Chris Ann, I subs- we subscribe, we subscribe, we're just not getting notifications. Well, YouTube uh, has made it a two-step process to get notifications, so yeah. you have to not just simply subscribe. As if, isn't that what subscribing is? <laughs> You know, you subscribe, you get a notification. Well, they don't want you to just subscribe. They want you to hit subscribe and the bell so that you can they can be double sure that you want notifications because you're too stupid to know what the word subscribe means. And so help us get back up as you guys come in, hit the thumbs up. And if you're new here just now this second, go ahead and share it again. We're trying to overcome the uh, algorithmic AI censorship I named the ta- the I, I named the show today, JC, Uncle Sam and the Dromedary, a parable of constitutional principles. So that we could talk about some <laughs> I, things. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> 
you Uncle both Sam seem and- extremely on edge today. Kasich is not liked in Ohio. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. Okay. So Uncle Must Sam. Must be new to the show. We're always extremely. We're on edge, we're so extremely on edge. I I am kind of jazzed today. I don't know why. Maybe I haven't had any coffee today. Can the absence am of I caffeine speak- go go? I don't know. Whatever. Am I supposed to speak? calmly and sedately about these idiots yeah i don't know I'm again I, and i'm not pitching the republican party i'm just saying this is business as usual this so, is who these people are hey jc i came across this article actually i didn't come across it somebody sent it to me this is a really really great article that? in the buffalo chronicle that is alexander soros alexander soros is soros's son allegedly wow his father aging, yeah, and after years... Creepy vibe. Okay, look who his father is. Uh, at, with his father aging, and after years of grooming, Alexander Soros has stepped grooming. into the role of the left's preeminent financier. Why well, they have to use that word? Grooming. I mean, That's like, like what a pedophile I does, like isn't I it? I feel like I want to go take a bath. I know, it's a pedophile's groom, right? So anyway, in the Buffalo Chronicle... Is he uh, wearing a skirt? I... Yeah, actually, he is wearing a skirt, and you can't see it in in this picture. But I I actually saw that picture somewhere else, and it is a skirt. It's well, a it's a fancy in little skirt. It's like an Indian, yeah, maybe thing. maybe I don't know. It's a fancy little skirt that's tied up there like a knot, like an Indian, yeah, an India pant kind of thing. I don't know, and that is a sort of. So maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not making any judgments here. I am. He looks like a freak. He looks like a weirdo. Well, I'm sure apples don't fall too far from the tree. So no, it's just total creepy vibe. I look at him and and he, he looks like well, I probably even shouldn't go there. Well, thanks. Looks creepy. Thanks to Judicial Watch, uh, who does great work, by the way. uh, They have exposed the Facebook Facebook censorship people. Okay. should be surprising to you that they're all leftists. They're all left wings and they all have ties to George Soros. Of course. Right? So more than half of the members have ties to Soros, the philanthropist who dedicates huge sums of money spreading a radical left agenda that includes targeting conservative politicians. Other Facebook oversight board members have publicly expressed their disdain for Donald Trump or made political contributions Two do- top Democrats, such as Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Elizabeth Warren. One uh, New York uh, newspaper editorial determined this month the new Facebook board is a, quote, recipe for left-wing censorship. I don't know if you can actually do political contributions. Donald Trump has also made political contributions to all those people, but there you have it. So among the the standouts is this guy, Andres Sajo. The founding dean of legal studies at Soros's Central European University. Did you know Soros had a university? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Soros uh, Asajo, I'm saying, I'm guessing that's how you say that, was a judge at the European Court of Human Rights for nearly a decade. He also served on the board of directors of OSF's Justice, Justice Initiative. Saho was one of the. Uh, European Court human rights judges in an Italian case that ruled unanimously that the display of a crucifix in public schools in Italy violates the European Convention on Human Rights. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he has deep ties with Soros. Then you also have Alan Russbrigger, who is a former British newspaper editor and principal at Oxford University. 
serves on the board of directors at the Committee to Protect Journalists, which received $75,000 from Soros' OSF fund. Then you have Afia Asantawea Sariev, a human rights attorney. She's the program manager at Soros's Open Society Initiative for West Africa. Uh, she, her research includes critical race, feminism, and socioeconomic rights of the poor. And the list goes on and on, JC. All of these people. This guy, Sadur Krishnasawami, uh, is a pro, a pro, a radical pro-abortionist, mm-hmm. and all I've of these people. The... This one, yeah. Julie Awano yeah, is I've the executive director of a Paris-based nonprofit, Internet Sans Frontiers. Notice the T-shirt. Yes, the T-shirt. You want to explain that to them with the octopus. Tentacles. And the single eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, the we new world, we, that's the new world order there. She's, she's pushing out her, her, narrat- uh-huh. her, her allegiance there. And all of these people, all of these people on the social media fact checkers groups. Radical leftists. Radical leftists that get large, large sums of money from Soros. And a large number of them are associated with our institutions of higher education. They're professors. This guy, Nicholas Suzar, is uh, a token conservative who is a law professor at, oh, no, wait, Nicholas Suzar. No, it's Michael McConnell. Mm-hmm. We don't have a picture yeah, of he's Michael. He's a Clintonese to that guy. Yeah, Michael McConnell is their token. I was like, there is no way that guy is a token conservative. <laughs> but, and I'm judging. So he, the Michael McConnell is the, with no picture, is a token conservative law professor at Stanford and a senior fellow at Hoover Institution. Who, is, it says the, the final decision makers are mostly leftists. Oh, yeah, except for the token conservative. Yeah. So just as you know, we have been talking about the censorship this week about that. And uh, I wanted to share with you guys how that works because, uh, you know, we have been told that we're conspiracy theorists, tinfoil hats. They're not really out after us. They're really a, a, an, an unbiased, nonpartisan, fact-checking group who happened to find some guy from... Uh, uh, from a, you know, foreign country. Forget who speaks Bengali. What is that? Right, <laughs> right. Whatever. The Bengali. The Bengali fact checker. Right. Yeah. So that's how that works. Well, boo boo. We... we got some super chats up here. Thank you, May, for your uh, Benjamin super chat. Says keep spreading the good news and hey, boo boo. Says five dollars super <laughs> chat. Hey, boo boo, thank you Boo-boo for your support. Bangladesh, liars. thank you, Janet. I don't know why that word was not coming to my brain today. That's I, it's the just Bengali I think I need to hit the big Bengali reset button. You speaking. think you think Hillary can hand me her big Russian reset button? I can hit reset today. I just feel like a reset today. So since we now have the ability to stream from for our from our own website, um, 
then can I say very clearly we, 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 we're not to these yet. guys, <laughs> there oh, is... I'm, I'm going to seal our fate today. There Tracy. is coming a day where your money will not be able to keep you behind your secret walls. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. I'm trying to see if we're up running on the... So on our keep, website keep pushing, guys. Keep mm-hmm. keep pushing, lefties. Keep pushing, sorrows. Keep keep going. Do your thing. There will come a day when it comes to a screeching freaking halt. Yeah, yeah. Amen. 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 Well, I'm I'm going to seal our fate today with our parable. Before we get to our parable, there's one thing that I need us to look at. This is a pretty big. Oh goodness gracious. Big what? This is a pretty big deal coming up with the Supreme Court that I want us to keep our eyes on, okay? So we have coming up, you know, if you want to buy some clothes, you can buy clothes, <laughs> that too, you know, because that's more important than what the Supreme Court is up to today. Okay, so a college's free speech areas face Supreme Court review. And this is going to be really good, JC. This is going to be really big because we have counties that do Supre- that do free speech zones too, so this is this although won't be a direct precedent for the counties and the local governments that try to do the 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 um, free speech zones. You know, you got to stand in a box mm. kind of thing. Uh, but this will actually give us some indication because this is not a case of bad facts make bad law. This is a great case for this, an absolutely great case for this. And if the Supreme Court finds in favor. Of this campus, uh, there's there there's no hope. There's no hope. So, uh, a few years ago, just to give you a little background, a few years ago, a college student in Georgia stood on a stool outside campus food court to talk about his Christian life. He spoke for 20 minutes about human frailty and the possibility of salvation when the school officials told him he had to stop or face discipline. So this is the case that the Supreme Court is going to hear. Now, what's interesting is uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce this guy's name because no way. But he tried to comply with the rules at the school, which is Georgia's Gwinnett College. It's a public institution in Lawrenceville, Georgia. And uh, what had happened is, is they created two small patches of concrete as free speech area. Now, by the calculations of this guy's lawyer, uh, the two places that they were allowed to speak amounted to 0.0015% of the campus. So that's how it is. But here's it is. He was actually in the free speech zone. Mind you, the free speech zones were only available on weekdays and only for four hours on most days, two on Fridays. And you had to reserve them once every 30 days, okay? Wow. So, he reserved his spot, his time slot. He stood in his time slot on his stuff. He had a stepping stool, right? He put a stool inside the free speech zone that he properly got his directions from, or he got his reservation for, and he stood and gave his speech, and the school still told him that he could he could not speak. Now, what they said was the campus police officer told him that he could distribute literature. He could have one on one conversations. But public speaking in a free speech zone is disorderly conduct. 
Now, I'm going to say that again because I think maybe some people might have missed it. The police officer said, the campus police officer said, public speaking in a free speech zone amounted to disorderly conduct. So this is probably, like I said, the best case that you're going to find out there on this that, that could go to the Supreme Court. I mean, he did everything that he could to comply. He was standing in the free speech zone when the campus police officer told him, guess what? Free speech in the free speech zone is disorderly conduct. So I, I, we are going to have to keep our eyes on that one for sure because that's going to be an interesting one. I just actually just got my notice on Facebook that I'm live on Facebook. We have been live now, and now for you know. 26 minutes, and I just got the notice that I'm live. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. And now you know why, because of the, face, of the Facebook fact checkers, right? Mm-hmm. All right, everybody ready for the parable of the day? The parable of the day, Uncle Sam and the dromedary, a um, parable. Dromedary is an elephant, right? No. no. It's a camel. Oh, camel. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. camel. Okay. Uncle Sam and the Dromedary, a parable of constitutional principles. So let me introduce you to our one of our main characters. Meet Sam. Uncle Sam owns a dromedary farm. A very, very successful dromedary farm. One day, a dromedary came up to Uncle Sam and said to Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam, I'd like to be your lead dromedary. Uncle Sam says, well, it's very nice to meet you, Miss Dromedary, but there are specific rules about who can be my lead dromedary. So Sam pulls out his rule book and explains to Madam Dromedary the rules. No camel, except a natural-born camel, or a camel of the Sam's land at the time of the adoption of this constitution, shall be eligible to be lead camel. Neither shall any camel be eligible to be lead who shall not have attained the age of 35 years and been 14 years a resident within Sam's land. So Sam is explaining to this dromedary the rules on what it takes to be the lead camel. And Sam says, are you over the age of 35? And Miss Dromedary says, yes, I am. Have you been living in uh, Sam's land? Have you been part of our flock for more than 14 years? Because that's part of the the rules to be a a lead dromedary in Sam's land. She says, well, by yes, Sam, I actually have been here living in your flock now for over 14 years. He says, okay, well, the big deal here is, do you meet the rule of being a natural-born camel in in Sam's land? Now, Miss Dromedary says, I may have a little problem with that one. You see, I was actually born in Sam's land, but my mother was born in the Jamaica Dromedary land, And my father was born in the India dromedary land. So uh, my my mother and father never actually became part of your flock. They just wandered into your flock and poop plopped out me. 
So I'm not really quite sure about that. Sam says, hmm, I'm not, I, I don't think that fits because in order to be a natural born camel, your parents have to both at the time of your birth be a part of my flock. She says, but wait a minute. I was born in the presence of your flock. Well, we have a problem, Sam says, with understanding who your loyalty is to that flock. Now, neither one of your dromedary parents ever pledged their loyalty to Sam's land's flock before you were born. And we have a kind of legal problem with the fact that your mother was a still a, a member of the Jamaican flock at the time this happens. Now, let me explain to you why this is a problem. You see, because according to the Jamaican flock rules, you are a citizen of Jamaica flock by descent. So anyone born outside of Jamaica, the Jamaican flock, to parents who are either whose mother or father or both are citizens of Jamaica flock at the time, makes you a citizen of the Jamaica flock. Do you see how that works, Miss Dromedary? So what we have is a problem in understanding where your citizenship to the flock actually exists. And the reason that I have my Sam's rules in my land, that in order to be a lead camel, in the flocks of Sam land is that I must be sure that you have an undying, unwavering, unfractured loyalty to Sam's land. But we have a legal problem because you see, you have now legally fractured citizenship. You are technically a dual citizen just by birth without even having to declare. You are a dual citizen of Jamaica by the Jamaican flock rules, and uh, you are a citizen of Sam's land by the nature of plopping out in my land. Now, Miss Camel, I need, uh, Miss Dromedary, I have to explain to you very clearly that there's a difference between being a citizen of my flock and a natural-born camel of my flock. And again, to be a natural-born camel, both of your parents have to be dedicated members of my flock at the time of your birth. And since you are not, and since we have some confusion about whether where your real citizenship lies in one flock or another, or in both flocks at the same time, I'm afraid you're going to have to go. You cannot be a, a lead. You can stay, and you can be part of our flock, but you cannot be a lead camel in our dromedary flock. That is a great camel story. Did you like that? I, I've never heard that one. The parable, sound, the it, Uncle it Sam familiar. and the parable of the dromedary. It sounds very, very familiar. Yes. And, and I guess the, the whole issue, it seems, there is, is loyalty. Right. It, the so whole issue is loyalty. You can't be lead camel and have split loyalties or, or you know, evidence. Because it's not saying that maybe that camel was is not loyal. No. Maybe fully loyal. Maybe fully loyal. But there's, I guess, it's the rules. 
It right? is the and rules. Those are the indications that that uh, were decided upon in those rules. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. I guess you, so. You can't have that that background. Um, that could potentially indicate split loyalties. Like I, I was. Well, but I think it's very interesting because the Jamaica flock rules say that even if you're not born in the, you know, geographically in the Jamaican camel flock. You're you can be born anywhere in the world. By descendancy, you're automatically you're a, Jamaican a Jamaican camel, which means unless unless you actually take and and renounce your uh, citizenship with the Jamaican flock of camels, then you are a dual. You have dual camel citizenship. You I mean, even if I mean, even by, you know, an interpretation of Uncle Sam's lands rules that if the 14th rule makes you a citizen, it doesn't make you a natural born camel. Mm-hmm. Right. You can be a camel of Uncle Sam's flock and enjoy all the benefits of being a camel of Uncle Sam's flocks under rule 14. But it doesn't make you a natural born camel. You see, Mm -hmm. and because we now legally and I think this is very, very important. We now legally have on books the the possibility of a dromedary having having, uh, you know, citizenship in the land of Sam and citizenship in the Jamaican dromedaries. Yeah, I don't want a camel like that. Not well, you could not to be the lead camel and even not to be the lead camel, even when you said. Uh, renouncing that you were talking about the loyalty that yes. still doesn't make the person a natural born citizen. I mean, you can't, no. you can't actually change that. You either are or you're not because mm-hmm. you don't you can't change where your parents were born and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, that, I mean, that's pretty much that's not something that's changeable. That's 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 kind of core to the idea of natural born citizen. Right. It's not it's not a legally changeable thing. You just are. Or you're not. And, and, you know, I wanted to mention. Uh, it was it was interesting to me in uh, I guess it's been several years ago now. There is another fellow that has, uh, you know, in our in our land, um, not in the parable, but in America, where that a person's parents are from an island. Right. They're from Cuba. And as I listen to this, this fellow uh, who also tried to run for mm-hmm. the lead, um, he he was very very I thought overzealously anti-Cuban so like almost like he took it personally because his parents suffered under Castro yeah absolutely and it seemed like mm-hmm. this guy has no objectivity about this issue and it looked it, it seemed very uh, illustrative to me of yeah. this point that you make about the split loyalties given mm-hmm. uh, given the the status of the parents, the birth mm-hmm. of the parents, the origin of the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, I felt like that was sort of playing out. Um, and then to think about, uh, I think about the uh, trans Canadian, whatever that Canadian pipeline thing, or the, yeah. whatever the pipeline right. that the federal government was. Uh, you know, saying do whatever, and it was a Canadian company. Uh, and there was another fellow who I think has some ties to Canada in the parents. Well, and I, and I, you know, it, that was actually that thing kind of like then you you get in that situation where going, wait a minute, it's like a conflict of interest here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, it's because number one, people don't understand why the rules of the land are as they are. 
because you know you you have a certain job description your job description requires you to not hold to to, to not hold a fractured loyalty to not hesitate right mm-hmm. to not hesitate that's the whole thing that we're not doing here we're not hesitating and what was interesting because um mark meadows was interviewed and said that one of the female presidential candidates that up is up is definitely a natural born citizen right absolutely absolutely even though there's question about that and i wondered why mark meadows would be so adamant that she qualified until i looked up and found out that mark meadows endorsed the canadian that mm-hmm. you were talking about so he i like the canadian I a like, lot I, yeah but i don't think he but should not be for president but not for president that's right not for president yep just a thing. Just a thing. Now, so, I, I don't like the Cuban guy at all. No, I would never like the Cuban guy. And it's not because for, he's not Cuban. for president. No, I don't like him for president. I have lots of Cuban friends. Oh, or for senator. Yeah. Not in the Florida Senate. Yeah. Uh, not in the Florida janitorial service. <laughs> not as a Florida plumber or ditch digger. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Marco Rubio would not so, don't not like get that guy. not Marco Rubio wouldn't get my endorsement to be a crossing a volunteer crossing guard. So no. that's how you work. Now I would of, of loyalty. Now even the the natural born people, uh, it wouldn't be nice if they were loyal to the Constitution, mm-hmm. right? Rather than loyal to the party, no right. matter what, right? Just dying loyalty to the party. We just I've just been fooling with this all day with the a thing here. And one of the uh, uh, local party people, uh, well, her name is Terry Castro here in, in um, Hillsborough County, and uh, apparently posted some pictures. I wish I had the pictures up I'd show you, but posted some pictures where it, it seemed to indicate that uh, she destroyed another Republican. This is a Republican. So did it's she, it's she, primary, so it's yeah, all it's Republicans. Primary. So she destroyed, uh, the, the post seemed to indicate or imply that she destroyed or either helped or somebody who destroyed the signs, another opponent's signs, dropped them off at her house, and she bragged and reveled about them being destroyed. Now now she gets to throw them in the trash. Now, But then one interesting, the interesting part of that, this is what, uh, this is what I'm getting at that drives me crazy um, is so then she later and she starts getting blasted all over social media, Republicans everywhere. So she comes on and she issues this apology. I hope all my Facebook friends, Republican colleagues and the other campaign will accept my apology for my foolish and rash actions this morning in my earlier post. My actions should not reflect on anyone or anything else. This is this one is on me and I sincerely offer my apology. And then you have all these idiot Republicans. I'm so you're so g- gracious. Uh, you know, w- you made a mistake and apologized for it. Uh, we all make mistakes. And then one, one seriously, this was this was what's hilarious. One says, uh, "Thank you. Integrity counts high in my book." <laughs> so this is this is the problem. So you have Republicans that. <laughs> It, it's the loyalty to the party, party and blindness of the party or, or whatever is going on there, not about principle. So someone who's obvious, obviously a sleaze, 
obviously has no character, has no integrity, but she can issue some mealy mouth apology. In fact, when you read the words, it's not an apology. It's don't blame my candidate. Blame yeah. me. Yeah. It shouldn't reflect on anybody else. In other words, she's saying don't get mad at Red Flag Chad. Just get mad at me. It's not an apology. But mm-hmm. these idiot Republicans... This is why the Republican Party is what it is. So it's a person who obviously has no integrity, but she puts out some fake loser apology. And these people are so stupid, they say, oh, it's a sign of integrity. (laughs) How do you even deal with brain debt? This is why I actually, I hate the Republican Party. All right. Just just to be honest but and this is I, why. I was saying this I don't, why. you just hate parties to get uh, you I, hate, I hate tribalism i hate tribalism and this is an, this tribalism. is an example no but the republican party this is a thing and so there's so many more um liberty-minded people and candidates in the republican party yes. now than there used to be because yes. around 2010 we woke up we woke up a lot of people woke up and realized how freaking corrupt the Republican Party is, and so they went into it. So now you can find individual liberty-minded candidates. Like this, However, this the person party is still itself, the remnant. The party itself mm-hmm. is still corrupt beyond belief. So that's what I hate. What people call the establishment, the the party uh, leadership, the mechanisms, all that total garbage. And this is why it is sustained because m- moronic. Brain dead, unthinking, unprincipled, mealy mouth people like this who can come behind a person who clearly has a lack of character and say, oh, she, she said I'm sorry. And then it's all OK. No, what she did was an indication who of who she truly is. Oh, well, I know her. She's a good person. And then when you read their comments. What is what is a good person? How do they how did they define the fact that she's a good person? You know how mm-hmm. she's very active in promoting Republican candidates, Trump in particular. That's right. a good person. Right. No, there's a question of how you go about doing what you're doing. Right. And taking someone's sign and destroying them, a fellow Republican, by the way, and destroying them and then bragging about it on the Internet. And so if, if you're so stupid that some little weak post on Facebook, that's not even an apology. If, if that, then you can make you can say, OK, we'll forget everything and that's OK. You're an idiot and you're the reason the Republican Party is what it is. But is, is that not? what we see in politics in general jc and it's here's here's why i want to use use that example as a broader example for example we have we have uh political polls that tell us that our u.s congress has a lower rating than a cockroach like 11 percent of the people of america love like even like our congress the people in congress yet they have a 95 percent re-election Right. So what you what I find is I go around and I point out, you know, because I've been blasted about this over the years, JC, you know, you can't uh, you can't attack our own. Right. That's the big one that I get. I'm like, excuse me. uh, I have no kinship with people who are not dedicated to Constitution and principle uh, and liberty over everything else. That whole garbage. Your own. Yeah. No. What? I have no kinship with these people. So let's just be clear about that. First off, you you know. You register, right? Register for the for a party for for the reasons of, you know, participating in the system Mm -hmm. in a particular way it's not who i am 
Right? Listen, stand with your own. <laughs> your own. Are you kidding me? Sherry so then says. Just because somebody <laughs> registers for that party, suddenly they're one of you? George Soros, right? If I don't know. George Soros is probably not an American citizen, right? But just imagine somebody like George Soros, Bill Gates, whoever, uh, Epstein, whatever, could walk. Well, Epstein could still register Democrat. But any of these people could walk in. And register Republican today. <laughs> I just got that. Okay, they but could Epstein's they could do that dead. today. Uh-huh. So, what kind of brain dead moron are you that just going through that process now they magically become one of your own? Yeah, this that level of stupidity is why the Republican Party is what it is. <laughs> It's funny. Everybody is really loving the camel thing. Um, Sherry said she reamed the Canadian camel for trying to pass himself off as as a as a member of I, Sam's I like, Land. I like flock. the guy for the most part. I like the guy. Okay. <laughs> I'm I mean, glad that everybody got. I, I, I was. I there's was. There's all the story about his wife and the CFR yeah. and that. I, I don't Whatever. know. Maybe I don't know. But as far as what the guy says for most of the time, what he, what he supports, what he stands for, I, I'm usually with the guy. It's it's not about that. It's about the look. This is the system that was set up. This is the republic. You don't like it. Freaking change it. You can't just do whatever you want just because you don't like it and say this is the way it is. But that's where we where we've been, because, by the way, notice the 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 whole uh, natural born citizen has been ignored. How many times now over and over and over again? That's the whole thing that we're arguing against. That's the whole point of this. The fact that. We've developed this system of where it doesn't matter what the rules are. It doesn't matter what the rule of law or law is. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And then after we do it so many times, everybody says, well, it's the way we've always done it, so it's okay. No, it's not okay. I don't care if you've done it for 100 years. You didn't change the rule yet the way you're supposed to change the rule. There's a process for altering the Constitution. You don't like it? Follow the process. We, we can't continue to live in a freaking third world banana republic where the way that we change our government is to comp- is just ignore the rule of law and do something wrong for so long that everybody develops a habit and goes along with it. That's a banana republic. You, you may as well move to, to freaking Venezuela. You know, like, who cares? Stop pretending remember, we're America. Do you remember when uh, Tim Wahlberg told me that the Constitution was a a yeah. vision of perfection that we hope to achieve, achieve but not reality? Yeah. Winged and we can do whatever we get a majority yeah, to vote whatever to do. We can do. Congress can, do, can pass whatever law they get a majority to pass. And he's a Republican. And he's a Republican. Uh, Winged Infinity, Infinity has, uh, in our YouTube chat room, has got this right. She says, they'll tell you if you don't follow the system, the system won't work. Well, that's precisely right. We don't want that system to work. That's, that fake system of, of do whatever feels right, do whatever we've been doing wrong yeah. for, for 150 years is not the system that we want to support. Yeah. I but want the system. If you don't the follow system, the constitutional system, like yeah. she's saying, it's not going to work. Right. But I don't want their system to work. Exactly. I want the constitutional system to work. And we have yet to see that happen in over 100 years. I mean, just do you know, J.C., when I did, uh, I, just so you guys know on the Daily Journal show here, that I have a Saturday show called Constitutional America that runs 7 p.m. Eastern time on Saturdays. And this past Saturday, I talked about 
who will be president on January 20th, 2021, you know, because we have all of this scandal going on about not getting in the mail-in votes on time and what about this and what about that. And the bottom line is, you know, you lay out the rules, you lay out the law, you lay out the Constitution, and I prove to you in less than 30 minutes that it's absolutely it, Im, impossible to not have a president uh, on these terms on January 20th. I mean, you, you have to ignore all kinds of stuff to say we have to delay. And the thing, the thing that I'm getting so many comments on, J.C., is so many people going, wow, I never knew that a president and a vice president were supposed to be elected separately. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And I, I had somebody in the Facebook chat room says, um, uh, you know, I, I she said, I, I supported the Canadian, uh, but I didn't know what I didn't know back then. You right. know, I hadn't come across the teachings that you guys have. So I didn't well, know. So we don't need we don't <clears throat> need. <laughs> We need to take education in our own hands. We need to stop getting this fed. You know how many, I, I put up the article that I wrote, by the way, uh, back when Obama was president, an article about why the natural born citizen qualification exists. Yeah, and that's the whole point. That's what I was going to say. You know, it's not just the words on the page of the Constitution. It's just like what you teach at Liberty First University when you talk about the Constitution is a contract amongst the states, and you have to apply contract law, which means going back to the meeting of, of the minds, right, which is what people generally call original, original intent. So, in other words, there's meaning behind the requirements. There, there is a why. Uh -huh. So, be a natural-born citizen. It doesn't... Why? Why? The why, the reasoning behind that, that's what informs the, the definitions and what you're what the parable was getting at yeah i'm the, so the excited that people got the that. parable i was so afraid that people would think my parable was yeah. stupid but they like it they so, liked my so so then you ha you gonna have to go to that those discussions the con the conventions the, mm -hmm. the constitutional convention madison all these guys the writings what, what why did they say why what does that mean natural born citizen what what did they mean by that what was the intent and as you have done the extensive research it was about split loyalty it was all and about explain why so that's how you can arrive at uh what would be natural born citizen and not or or I maybe said more clearly what would disqualify you yeah. in being a natural born citizen what was if crazy it's about split loyalties. It came to me about because here's the claim. The claim is anchor baby claim. If you're born here, then you're automatically, no matter who your parents are, you're automatically a citizen under the 14th Amendment. Well, that's true. It's fine. But you're not a natural born citizen. Correct. So the people are saying, no, 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 they're the same thing. Nope. But then it occurred to me, in America, where our citizenship is pretty strict, if we allow for uh, people to just be born here to be citizens, what about other countries? And that's what made me look at, at Jamaica and Canada and yeah. India. India has really strict yeah, citizenship, you, you by the way. You, you can't, can't be a this. citizen of, uh, you cannot be a citizen of India and, and then this is a crazy thing. Because no, nobody we're tolerates terrible. this garbage but stupid Americans. But, but in Jamaica, you can be born anywhere and you're a citizen. In Canada, you have dual but citizenship the same way. No, but you can't go to Jamaica 
and plop out a baby probably and then say, oh, it, you know, we're going to yeah, no, no, be no. citizens. No, no, no. You, no, you actually have to have stuff. citizens. Your parents actually have to be citizens no, in Jamaica. We're, we're the only idiots that put up with this yeah. nonsense. So you can have dual citizenship just by the fact of being born here from another country. When your parents are citizens of another country and you're born here, you have automatic dual citizenship, whether you apply for it or not in many, many cases. In many cases. You know what's... Let me throw in... <clears throat> we'll do the censorship moment of the day. <laughs> oh, this me, whole show. That's yeah. why I did the parable, because I was hoping we could stay me, on a little bit throw, longer. Let me throw this little bit of irony as I see it. So, you're, you know, everybody's making this argument uh, really a, against the natural-born citizen requirement, right? And, and we're talking about loyalties of being part of this country your parents from this country so there's no other there's no other place drawing your heart right because your heart's drawn to your mom your heart's drawn to your dad and it's going to be drawn to that place okay and that's that's simple that is simple psychological biology your heart is always going to be drawn to your parents okay and to those roots okay what about an entire swath of Americans who are in the streets essentially making the argument that this is not their country. Mm-hmm. We were kidnapped, brought to this country. You're not our country. Mm-hmm. And we wonder why we see what we see and the lack of loyalty to American principles. Mm-hmm. Well, duh. I mean, to me, that in, illustrates it right there. If, if you, you, your heart is not in this nation, it's split, right? That's yeah. split loyalty. You can't love and hate your country at the same time. Can I mention something from a legal perspective? Because I'm watching some people chat in the chat room, and America did not always have dual citizenship. But the point that I want to make here is it's not whether we recognize the dual citizenship. It's these other countries that recognize dual citizenship. Right now, a person born in America who's, who has one parent that's a Jamaican is a Jamaican citizen by Jamaican law. That person born in this country can claim U.S. citizenship and Jamaican citizenship. That means if something happens, they don't like being in America anymore, they get a Jamaican passport. They don't have to do anything. They don't mm-hmm. have to go through citizenship. They don't have to do anything. As a matter of fact, right now, a person whose parent was born in Jamaica that had not relinquished their citizenship uh, has a child in America. That child could legally have two passports. Jamaica is not going to stop them from having a Jamaican passport. And that's that's just how that works. That's just how. <laughs> Paula says, my five-year-old listened to your story and said, I guess the camel has to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right. I wanted to do one more story before we run off here today, JC, just to show everybody what's going on here. The... Um, Ads. Look at these ads. These are so annoying. How do you even have a story anymore? House Democrats will vote on giving Postal Service an additional $25 billion boost. $25 billion coming from the House Democrats. Do you remember that whole chart that Nancy put up there? This is what the Democrats are doing, and this is what the Republicans are doing. The Democrats are giving you money, and the Republicans are giving you nothing, right? 
Now, let me show you. Let me show you what the consequences of this will be. We're going to go to JC's yeah. Facebook page here. Well, for understand just a this is consequ- this is con- coordinated narrative. Mm-hmm. Okay, because now there's a narrative of Trump uh, attacking the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, but this so is they not- have to take up yeah. their 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 strategy. Then is to take up the other side. This is one part of it. Mm-hmm. Is to take up. You know, we're for you. So they show that's how they right. show the well, but they're buying loyalty too. Right. That's what no, this that's is. how they it's do it. It's all buying loyalty. Now watch this. JC sent me this video of a lady who was talking about mail in ballots. And I want you to see I want you to connect the dots. I want you to see how this works. Yeah, this is for real. This is crazy. So uh I don't know, we'll just there we go. All right. Is this gonna give me audio here? Should. Go for it. All right, let's see. If it doesn't give us right away. Oh, I have to do it up here. Sorry. So um, I just wanted to uh, warn all the people that want to vote by mail. Uh, You know how they give you these sleeves inside, you know, and they tell you, oh, don't worry, your vote is going to be, you know, protected. Nobody's going to know anything, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? That's bullshit. Now, there are people that probably know this, but I just found this out today. Um, So I'm thinking, okay, I put my vote in, you know, I did the protective sleeve and all that, and that's what the back looks like. But then when you turn it around, and I just want to, you know, show you the comparison. Look at my brother's, who's a Democrat. It says 4212D, that's Democrat. Then you go here, because we're both the same address anyway, 4212R. Okay, so your vote is supposed to be protected. Nobody's supposed to know what you're voting for, but yet they put R right here and D right there. Ah, sorry, sorry, here we are, we're back, we're back. Okay, so so now you've got the Democrats buying the postal workers' votes, right? Publicly, at the tune of $25 billion, and then you have the, the, the opportunity for them to, dis- to determine who, what ballot is what on the back of the form? On the back of the envelope? Oops, that one fell out the truck. That's Oops, crazy, that man. one fell out the truck. I, I don't know. I don't even like the fact that my name is on yeah, the envelope. That I didn't like that either. I, I don't. I, I you're, it's a, actual your signature. The so I don't know if that's what those letters actually mean on the barcode, and that's consistent. But if it is, if that's legit, it's awfully wow. coincidental, wow. my friends. Off we consent coincidental because I we were just having this conversation the other day and I said I don't know how significant the mail in voter fraud could be because because of the way you know it's state by state mm-hmm. but with this the fact that you you can just see it just like that oh yeah 
That's huge. Let that me tell you, huge. from a practical perspective, from a record-keeping perspective, why that might happen? Because it's a primary, yeah. and there are two separate Correct. ballots that go out. That's right. Right? And you can't so have you can't other have people counting, go, receiving your ballot. Right. You can't have a Democrat receiving a Republican ballot. You can't have a Republican receiving a Democrat ballot. As far so as they the, have the parties, to mark. the counters. Yeah, yeah. The, right. Because they're, remember, primaries wow. are not civic functions. Vote in person. Primaries are where the people who are the member of the party select who will represent them in the yeah. general election. And even if you have a mail in ballot, you better take it. To your poll station on Tuesday yep. in person. Yeah. Vote in person. Crazy, man. Do what you have to to vote in person. And we hope that you will be educated voters. If you're not going to be an educated voter, don't vote. I'm serious. Yeah. I've said that all along. Oh, yeah, If definitely. you don't know, if you, if you haven't looked at the ballot <laughs> until you go to sit down and vote, don't vote. Yeah, don't vote. I, I hate that. Don't vote. Everybody ought to go vote. No. No. <laughs> Everybody, no, no, no. Everybody should not go vote. Everybody nope. should not go vote. Everybody should not go vote. You know, what was the guy's name? Ask the people around you if you're an idiot. Ask Just, who was the, you know. the talk show Stay host home. that that retired? Um, kind of libertarian-ish. Yeah, yeah. You know who Neil Bortz. Neil Bortz used to say that if you didn't own property, you shouldn't vote. <laughs> but th- that's the way <laughs> that's it used it, to be. I mean, that's how it started. You gotta if have some skin in the you game. You gotta have skin in the game, right? Then you can't vote. Well, because his his contention was, and in, in the beginning it was, if you don't have property, then you'll be voting in people to take my property and give it to you. Mm. I mean, that's, that's why that all happened. So, um... Actually, <laughs> Miriam says, if you can protest, riot, and loot, you can go vote. I'm really hoping that the people yeah. who riot and loot are not voting. Yeah, hopefully they <laughs> schedule a riot and looting for Tuesday, and they're occupied. Yeah, they're occupied. They don't get to come vote. So uh, tomorrow is primary Tuesday, right? Is that for everybody? Just Florida. I think that's just Florida. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, uh, make sure you vote in person. Um, remember, email. Oh, oh, my Omar says you can mail in vote. You can show up in person and you can hand in your ballot all at the same time. And get your dead uncle to vote. And get your dead uncle While to vote. While you're there. <laughs> God bless you guys. We will see you on tomorrow, Tuesday. <laughs>